I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello everyone and welcome to the League One preview podcast here on the Lower League Look channel. My name is Sam and as usual we are joined by Callum once again. Hello Callum. Hello Sam, how are you? I'm not too bad, thank you. How are you? Good. The legs are still hurting. I don't know if I've mentioned this before but my legs recently are just in constant ache. Is that because you sit like a crab at your desk or are they are they just generally painful? So if you try, I, I adopt some sometimes like um I'm I sit in all weird places, but you know <laughs> we're here for we're here for the fun of it, so <laughs> <laughs> So uh, this week's show, we've got a review of uh, Tuesday night's games, as there was around eight games, I believe, in Skybet League One. And the four games we have picked this week, um, Callum will be covering Lincoln versus Stevenage, as well as Carlisle versus Reading. Um, And two games I have are Derby versus Port Vale and Portsmouth versus Oxford United. So I think uh, let's get cracking with the uh, midweek game. So... First of all, there was a big game at the bottom of the league as Burton Albion played Carlisle United and Carlisle actually came out on top to the surprise of, I think, the whole nation. Um, Still 13 points from safety, though, and uh, Burton still seven clear um, after two wins from on their five games. Um, I'm guessing this is going to be a really stupid question. I'm guessing this probably is irrelevant for Carlisle. Yeah. I, I think so. Uh, annoyingly, I've, I think I predicted a Carlisle win for the last two weeks just because I thought I thought it'd be nice, and it, it came mm-hmm. in the one, it, the, you know, the one time they win comes when I can't we don't predict do a prediction. Them winning. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, I now don't like Carlisle purely based off that. Uh, that <laughs> rush Carlisle abuse is now going to begin. I mean, you saying it was a, a good match at the bottom of the league. I mean, it was it was a League Two side versus a League One side, and the League Two side won. So there you go. I think that sums up that game really. I, I think we could argue that Burton are probably a League Two outfit as well. Yeah, um, probably. The the next game was uh, Leighton Orient won uh, Blackpool nil. Um, damper on Blackpool's playoff hopes, but. The Orient charge up the table still continues. Um, wow. Another team charging up the table. Unbeaten in nine is Lincoln's, your Lincoln City, um, beating the old Shrewsbury Town 3-0. Another game, another goalless draw. After scoring three away goals last weekend, um, which was near enough. So they had scored seven away goals previous to last weekend's yeah. game against Reading. Um, and then they're back to their normal selves of scoring zero, but they still are above Cheltenham by five points. Yeah, I think um, it was the manner in which Lincoln won this game. I think it's the first time they've had an XG of over four since like Reading, and it's the first time in the league they've had an XG of over four Lincoln since uh, the League Two promotion win inside. 
Okay. Champion side. So something's clicking there. And it's, it's, it's quite exciting. Yeah, when we get onto the Lincoln Gale, I'm sure you can have your uh, discussion about how injuries have massively come back and helped oh, you out. Don't. Oh, uh, so frustrating. Oh, wait. That's something for later. Uh, the next game was Port Vale 2, Fleetwood 2. Um, poor old Port Vale. Um, they threw away a 2 0 lead against Fleetwood. Um, in a game that's now Darren Moore has conceded two goals in every game in charge. Um, to score two goals against Fleetwood, you probably are expecting to win, especially at home. Mm. Um, and these are the games, especially this class, as one of their games in hand, they had to win it. Um, and, and they and they bottled it quite frankly. Um, I mean, uh, it's, pro- it's probably going to be a League Two fixture next year at this rate, isn't it? So, I, I would expect so. If Port Vale survive then I expect them to do okay next year because Darren Moore will clear half of that squad. Um, and vice versa, well, if they go down, I think Darren Moore will clear house anyway. But whether he's still there or not, um, three months into his five-year contract, he he may well decide, hmm, I don't fancy he's living in Stoke anymore and sodding off. Uh, three months in Stoke is enough for anyone, isn't it? So, um... Well, it's the case for Stephen Schumacher as well, isn't it? So it seems to be a Stoke, Stoke thing. Um, <laughs> Stevenage beat uh, Cambridge United 1 0. Um, it was a big result for Stevenage after their recent um, dip in form. Um, they've got some big, big, big games coming up, as, we'll, as we again we'll get on to a bit later on. Uh, Derby, um, I'm, I'm not sure how this happened, uh, but Derby lost to Charlton. 2-1 um, is Charlton's first win since November, and it's now two defeats in a row for, for Derby County, who have now played the same number of games as Portsmouth, um, and it opens up a huge team for Seb's team, Barnsley, who yeah. somehow, against all the stats... If they won uh, their two games in hand, go into the automatics, don't they? So. Yes. I'm not sure how not they've how. done it. They've been one of them. Everyone goes on about how stats i'm a big stats person as we know but sometimes the stats mean very little um in the yeah. grand scheme of things barnsley just have got that experience and know-how and quality to just pick up a result from one shot on target and win one nil um the wheels just seem to be coming off derby i think yeah. they've, they've inherited a case of um portsmouthitis <laughs> There's always got to be one team that has Portsmouth oh, yeah. fighters every year, and this or year Bolton it is as well. Or Bolton yes. as well. So you never know. Yeah, Derby uh, Bolton lost one nil to Wigan. Um, it's now two defeats in a row for Bolton, who now only have the one game in hand. Um, so yeah, as, as I mentioned last week and the week before, I still think Ian Everett is a little bit out of his depth, regardless of where Bolton are in the league with the players they have. I still firmly believe. They should be top of the league and steamrolling everyone. Hmm. Um, but um, Wickham beat Cheltenham Town 2 0 in a game which, for Cheltenham, they'd probably have been looking at that game thinking Wickham obviously may have eyes on Wembley, but away from home, it's probably they're not that strong. So they're probably looking at their home games to probably pick up their points. Yeah, uh, yeah, Cheltenham, they need to pick their battles. And I guess, that, well, that should have been one of them, wasn't it? Obviously, it's too late goals for Wickham. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, maybe maybe think of it as, as one point lost, I suppose, then nothing gained, I suppose. It's one of them. If you get yeah, I think, them, you do. I think the bad thing for Cheltenham was that actually Cheltenham went and scored quite late, didn't they? I think it was Alfie May that got the winner. Um, and there was quite some... Nice scenes, and uh, we may have been wrong about Nathan Jones. He's now unbeaten in three. Uh, yeah, we, 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 were, we were the wrong side of that debate, didn't we? we well, I think yeah. I definitely said Moore would do all right and Jones would be a shocker, and we've, we've definitely got that the wrong way around. May, uh, in, in the grand scheme of things, maybe a kick up the arse was what the Cholton players actually needed um, yeah. because he would have gone in and he would have ruffled a few feathers because he's that kind of fellow. He says it how it is and... Sometimes that works and sometimes that doesn't. And for, for Charlton, it's it's paying off at the moment. Yeah, well, it's one of them, isn't it? It was always going to be a roll of the dice at, the, at this time of the season. That's what all managerial appointments are, yeah. really, at, at this time of the season. So 
I mean, I I don't want to say it now because I, I hate admitting sometimes that you're wrong on these predictions, but uh, <laughs> maybe maybe I have to apologise to Nathan Jones. Yeah, I always liked you, really. <laughs> well, we don't apologise yet. There is still what, 12, ga- 12 games of the league to go. They may well go and lose all 12. That would be a Charlton thing to do based on this season. Yeah, you can you can see it happening. So we're on to our first preview game of the evening and it's Lincoln versus Stevenage. Callum, the sage is yours. Yeah, it's one of them, isn't it? That this this game really it, it, the the talk of playoffs has been building around Lincoln recently. A lot of people just saying, you know, it'd be nice, they're happy with the progress they've seen, kind of thing. But this game really, if if Lincoln want to push on and get that playoff spot, which you know is 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 likely, well, I say likely, it's still possible. This has to be the game to do it. This has, you know, no excuses. This has to be the game that they they do it. Obviously, you look at you look at Lincoln's current stretch of games, the top of the form table. If you look at the last six matches, um, unbeaten in nine, which is you know for a Lincoln fan, it's you know not something we're used to. Very often. Um, but I think for a lot of Lincoln fans, you know, myself included, the the way they performed against Shrewsbury was, you know, I, I, arguably it was the performance of midweek. Mm-hmm. The way that they played, obviously. Maybe a bit of luck in that last Sorensen goal. Uh, I don't know if anyone's seen just a little, that. Just, just a tad. But um, I think it was a, yeah, it's a, it's a finish, isn't it? And sometimes they, yeah. have to, they have to go your way. Um so yeah, Lincoln. Fun fact: still not conceded a penalty all year. So oh, really? this solid defensive performance, and they've still not conceded a, a, a penalty all season. Uh, they've got three wins at, at, at home in a row, and I'm beating in five at home. Um, and they only concede 0.76 goals a game, and are having ten shots a game now at least, like you know, on average around ten shots a game. So Lincoln, they know how to that they're. Their struggle was attacking. And, you know, you, you mentioned injuries earlier. They're still a huge concern. Don't get me wrong. For a lot of Lincoln fans, obviously, the news this week, the big one was that Ethan Hamilton's out for the year. Well, out for the rest of the season. No, um, with, uh, yeah, with, uh, I think it's a, 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 a knee injury or something like that. He's, he's out for the season anyway. Um, but the the unlikely hero of the season could turn out to be Conor McGrandall's. Yeah. And if you if you'd have said that to a Lincoln City fan on on deadline day that Conor McGrandles, the guy who wanted to allegedly go back to Scotland and then sodded off to Charlton allegedly, because um, uh, it's since come out that he, you know apparently that was just something that Appleton said it wasn't actually true. Um, yeah, it, it it could it could be that that midfield three of McGrandles, Arahan, and, and Bishop is what gets Lincoln over the line. As for Stevenage, they've lost two out of the last five away. Um, both sides don't really like possession. Both both mm-hmm. prefer to play without the ball. Steve Evans probably more famously. Uh, but both goals... Um, well, Stevenage actually score more goals away from home. They've got an XG of 1.53 away. Um, of, of, of Well, they've actually scored 1.53 goals away from home on average versus an XG of, of 1.26. So, yeah, I think it's it's one of them that Steve Evans, the way he plays his football, prefers to be that style, doesn't it? It prefers to be that, that you know, you, you, you let the other team take the game to you. And part of me worries that Lincoln City will feed into that, the way that they've started to play their football recently. But, I don't know, I think it's going to be a very tight contest. But if Lincoln City play the way they do in midweek... They did in midweek. I can see them getting a result, especially at the LNER at the minute. Yes, um, it's interesting what you sound, Stephen, because I went back through a couple of their team selections and obviously they signed Craig McGillivary in January and Evans put him straight into the team and that coincided with a dip in form. The past two games, Ashby Hammond has gone back into net and they've won both games, 2-0, two clean sheets. And... Interestingly, their keeper, mate, their keepers, because I think they've played like four or five different goalkeepers this season, actually have the lowest saves per match on average. They only average 1.9 saves per match. So, 
and like you've said, they've they've got Stephen have the fourth best defense in the league, and you've in terms of XG have the twenty third best, so the mm. second best XG conceded and the second best defense in the league. So this game, like you say, Lincoln can't fall into the trap of attacking Stevenage because we know what Stevenage's threat is. They're very good at picking up the second balls. They win. They're one of the best teams at winning possession in the final third. Um, based on that's probably clearances and chasing the ball down and then picking up a second ball. Um, so like a defensive header that then they recover the second ball in that final third. Um, but there was an interesting thing on um, Steve Evans this week. And I'm only bringing this up because a lot of Stevenage fans bit on Wellens getting suspended again um, mm. last weekend. And I listened to what Wellens said after the Blackpool game and what he got sent off for. And all he did, he held the ball. The ball went out for a throw-in. He held the ball because we wanted to make a substitution. And the Oxford player tried to get the ball off him. And he didn't give him the ball because we were making a substitution. And the fourth official knew we were making the substitution. And the ref sent him off. <laughs> and then you get all the Stevenage fans um, coming into the the like the quote tweets uh, saying, Evans, zero red cards, Wellens, three this season. Um, but then we of some Orient fans quoted criminal conviction, Steve Evans won, Richie Wellens nil. So <laughs> it's, it's funny how those things go, isn't it? Yeah. You, I think the thing is, if you look at the, the form table, like, like I mentioned earlier, um, Lincoln obviously 16 points off the last six games. Uh, but the thing, you know, form tables, you know, if you look at them, especially recently, you have to look at their opponents' points per game. Mm. Uh, Lincoln's opponents, you know, are quite low down. They've only got a, a points per game of uh, 1.08 of Lincoln's opponents. But then if you compare it to Stevenage, who sit 15th in the form table, um, their opponents have got an, a points per game of uh, 1.09. So, you know, practically the same points per mm. games opponents-wise, and Stevenage come into it in a lot worse form. But like you say, it's, it's Will, Steve Evans, just playing to that Skabala trap, you know, as much as I love Skabala now, uh, and I can't believe I'm saying that, you know, because only two months ago I was... <laughs> you were calling for his head. Yeah. Um, so, I, I don't know. Whether it'll be a, a Skabala with his, not lack of experience, but comparative experience to to a Steve Evans side, um, you know, whether that plays into factor or not. Um, but, you know... But, the stat that sticks out to me is that Stephen Evans haven't scored a second half goal away from home since Port Vale three, oh, okay. four games ago. Um, so quite a niche stat, but I think it, mm. it's one of them that if Stevenage don't get that, not early goal, but don't get that foothold in a game away from home, they really struggle, uh, especially away mm. from home. Yeah, I think it's because in naturally the home team, especially in the first half, wants to get on that front foot, don't they? And in the second half, if if they're drawing, for example, it's a bit more impetus on, right, let's not push everything forward. And if we draw, brilliant. If we lose, then it's a disaster. So it's probably more of a, a mindset as well. I think still there is that stigma of it's just Stevenage still, regardless of where they are in the table. Um, and it's, it's the same with other clubs like Burton. It's just Burton. It's just Port Vale. And there is that little bit of stigma. But for Lincoln... Again, they're not, they've been pretty consistent with their finishes the past three or four years, but they're still not that Bolton, the Portsmouth stature. Mm. So they're still, there's probably that stigma around Lincoln as well. So, um, yeah. then, what, what, what score prediction have you gone for? I have gone for, let me open my spreadsheet up. I have gone for a 1 1 draw in this one. Part of me wants to predict a, a Stevenage win and hope that reverse psychology plays a part. <laughs> I, I, I'm hoping Lincoln get a two 0 win. Is okay. is what my heart is saying, but I think my head will go with a one uh, 0 Stevenage. Uh, Steve Evans snatch and grab from probably I, I a Piagiani header. Yeah, but I, I, I'm I don't know if this is like overthinking, but my hope is that if I predict Stevenage to win, reverse psychology plays a part. <laughs> I don't know. It that might not happen, but uh, but yeah. And just just finally on that on that Ethan Hamilton situation, um, obviously we all know he's out, and you know I'm not going to say that it isn't a huge loss, but we've seen him out for the last two three weeks, and 
Lincoln have barely missed him. We said that, like, that performance midweek was one of the best of the season for Lincoln. Mm. And Hamilton didn't play a part in that. And I'm not saying he's not a good player because Hamilton is. You know, any side would miss a player of his standing in that team. But we've not seen the performances drop off like a lot of people would expect. So maybe it's not the end of the world. No, it's one of them things for like us, us teams with smaller squads, isn't it? We don't have the budgets of Bolton's Portsmouth. We can't swap. Like Portsmouth today signed Lee Evans. Obviously, they've yes. got a couple of midfielders in Joe Morrell, I think it is, out for the season. So they'll just pop into the transfer market, get a player on a contract to the end of the season. And he's yeah. just as he's a different type of midfielder, but he's just as good. Yeah. So it's one of them things, isn't it? I um, mean, if you were interested in last week's predictions, I'm not. Um, I'm really. You not. won't be because <laughs> you got. To be fair, you got one correct score, which was the Lincoln game. I got three correct scores: the Lincoln game, the Wigan result, and I fun. Funnily enough, I got the Orient one <sighs> correct, and that majorly annoyed me because before the game, I opened my bet slipper. I usually do this like a pound on an Orient game. And I put Orient to win 2-1, Ollie O'Neill to score first, George Monker, last Orient goal scorer, and over like nine corners in the game. And it was like 85 to 1 or something like that. And I sat there and I cleared my bet slip. I didn't put it on because I bottled it and all of it happened. So I wasn't best pleased. I was pleased, but very angry with myself after the game. I was just fiddling about with the uh, the form table, looking at the last 10 and the last 12 matches. Do you know who's uh, who's top of it? In that, I think it's us, isn't it? Yeah, it's Orient. Top yeah. 10, last 10, last 10 and last 12 games, Orient top. I think we're top from the turn of the year. We averaged 2.28 points per game since the turn of the year. It's pretty impressive, isn't it? Which, based yeah. on the past six years in League One... If we carried on at that rate, we'd finish sixth. That's all right then, isn't it? But we've but we've got them big games. We've got you. We've got to play Peterborough. We've got to play Derby. Got to play Posh. So we've got and we've got to play Stevenage in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So it's it's that part of the, it's crunch time and it's the best part of the season, I think. So, yeah. Especially nice. if you're playing for something. If you're a club like. Uh, Northampton, who are just kind of there at the moment. Well, the thing, you say Northampton are just there. They've got a game in hand on Lincoln, and if we're saying that Lincoln are potentially playoff chasers, if Northampton win the game in hand, they're on exactly the same points. I think the difference with yourselves and Northampton is Northampton can see too many goals. I reckon you could grind out a result where I don't see that with Northampton. Little old Lincoln, eh? Um, so the next game is Derby County, an out of form Derby County versus a poor Port Vale Um, so Derby have, as we've mentioned have two defeats in two which has made the top of the league incredibly interesting for us neutral fans looking out from the outside Um, with Barnsley's impressive form and Bolton failing to be any sort of consistent team as well has narrowed the gap at the top um, but Derby also, so their game, I think they played Stevenage and they won one nil. And I've watched, I've watched clips from that game, and Derby were again subpar. So it's three really poor performances from Derby. And I still personally believe they should be better defensively. I know they've conceded the, they are best in terms of XG conceded, but some of the goals they concede are really, really poor for the quality they have. They're really low XG goals, and. I don't know if it's a case of their midfield doesn't push high enough. And a lot of them are from wide areas. They played cashing at fullback against Charwin in a back four. I'm pretty sure it was a five when they were defending, but you played him as a left-sided centre-half and the geezer can't run. He is like a London bus. Yeah, cashing, so, we, saw it, we saw him against Lincoln, didn't we? Yeah, he can't run. He just can't run when he's when he's dealt any sort of pace. So why would you chuck him as a wing-back? No. Well, so they, so they've got XG conceded, they're the best in the league, but they're third for the defensive records. Um, for me, they, they've put, like, you've got Sonny Bradley, who got promoted to the Premier League last year. You've got Ryan Niambe. You've got Cashin, who's been touted to move to the Premier League. You've got Craig Forsyth um, as well. You haven't got Richard Keogh anymore, so there's no real excuse for conceding low XG goals anymore. Um, I'm just looking at the uh, at Dominic Dietrich, who, who covers it for, for Radio Derby. A lot. They have got a lot of injury issues at the Especially minute. Especially in the forward line, yeah. yeah. 
Niambe's off. Um, he's off on the sidelines um, after mm-hmm. hobbling off on, on Tuesday. Uh, Connor Washington out for three weeks. Um, I know that was it was scheduled. It might have been until the end of the season. He's out for a while. Um, Craig Forsyth has been out for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, he, you know, he's he's on the way back, but he's been out for a while. Um, and then also um, James Collins, of course. Obviously, we know we know they brought in Dwight Gale, but there, you know, James Collins has been out for a while. So, you know, they are they are struggling with injuries, and maybe that's caught up to them. Yeah, you'd think they'd be a bit more expansive because yeah, I know they've got injuries in attackingly, but we know we know they've got quality, especially going out wide. They've got Barcues and Blackett Taylor, uh, Mendes Lang, Louis Sibley, Hurahan. I would just like to see Derby be a bit more expansive, personally. Um, it's I've, all well and I've good been, having this. Yeah. I know they've scored loads of goals. I know they've. I think they've scored fifty-seven. Is it? So they've scored sixty this year, which is one of. It's the second best in the league, but in terms of their XG, I just think, come on, give us a bit more. Yeah. Just be a bit more explosive in the final third. They average um, one of the highest crosses per game, along with Port Vale. Um, Derby average needs six crosses a game, which is, I suppose, pretty obvious when you've got James Collins leading, when you had James Collins leaving your line for half a season. But that has to change because Dwight Gale is that not type of striker. And you're trying to now adapt the way you play in a crunch time of the season. But they do have the quality to do that because they can play through. Hurahan, we know, and Bird can both play through the thirds very easily. Mendes Lang can beat a defender, a fullback. Barkhusen can beat a fullback. Blackett Taylor can beat a fullback. And Dwight Gale is that on the shoulder, on the last shoulder striker. And I think... If Derby were a bit more through the third, passing through the thirds rather than lots of diagonals out wide to get crosses into the box, which won't help Dwight Gale, I think they'd score more goals than they'd be the top scorers in the league. Let's put it that way. I mean, if you compare it to Portsmouth, I think what we what I've always thought is that it was it was Portsmouth it was Portsmouth's arrogance that was their downfall a lot of the time, <laughs> and this year we've, we've kind of seen it it work. Do you think that Derby were maybe a side that you know? I mean, it's Derby County that you know they're they're a Premier League side. They're a mm-hmm. you know size of club. You'd argue they're a Premier League size club. They're certainly a you know they're, they're, I think they're, they're you know they're a, they're a really big name in football, like we've mm-hmm. seen with Portsmouth. Do you just think they've not got the the arrogance to carry it through to the end of the season? Because sometimes you you kind yeah. of need that arrogance. Yeah, there's a difference, obviously, between being arrogant and being confident. But Mm. they should have that little bit of arrogance about them because they are that good. And they should go into every game believing they can smack a team for four or five. But we don't see that very regularly with Derby, to be honest. But they should be doing that, shouldn't they, really? Yeah. Yeah, with the quality Derby County have. I know, like you said, they've got lots of injuries, but they've still got quality in the final third a lot of quality. You've still got Ebu Adams, who's a very, very good defensive midfielder. You've got Louis Sibley. You've got Connor Hurahan. You've got Max Bird. You've got Kane Wilson, who I thought was one of the best fullbacks in a league a couple of years ago. You've got Mendes Lang. You've got Bark Hughesen. Um, you've got Blackett Taylor. And you've, I think Tyrese John Jules was injured. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt with that one. So obviously, you look well, looking at their previous performance, we say smack them. Um... Obviously, they had that performance away at Exeter where they they smacked them, but no, any side them, yeah. any side can do that on the day. <laughs> yeah. Um, the last time they did it, and they, they did it twice in a row. Granted, one was in the EFL Trophy, was against Fleetwood Town in the EFL Trophy, and then Leighton Orient, who they they yeah. smashed three 0 But that that was the last and... time. I mean, you know more, but that was the last time they they at least on the scoreline smashed a team. Yeah, and in in that game, that was. I look when when Derby came, you're thinking, right, let's have a look at their team. And you think, oh shit, we're gonna concede four or five. And the first 40 minutes up until the red card we got, I thought they're not not anything special. They're too passive, too slow. Um, yeah. and then obviously with 10 minutes, with the quality they do have, possess, it's very difficult to actually get anything from the game. Um, Derby did win the the fixture between the sides 1-0 earlier in the season but Port Vale interestingly did win a Pride Park last season um, mm. 
so whether that plays in your, a, men, a mental part um, to the game. Um, I mean, Port Vale are bottom of all the form. They're, they're, surprisingly, with that win for Carlisle United, even you know going from the last four, six, eight, ten, and twelve games, Port Vale are ranked worse in form than Carlisle. Oh dear, that's when you know you're shit, really. Yeah. <laughs> that is when that's you know you are crap. Shocking, isn't it? And, you know, it's not like their opponents have even been good. Their average points per game has been 1.32. Leighton Orient's average points per game opponents have been 1.34. So, you know, Carlisle United's opponents have had an average points per game of 1.41. So they've had an easy run of it and they're still bottom of the form table. So, like, if you go through Port Vale's squad, like, you've probably got, what, two or three? League One, in my opinion, quality players. You've got Jensen Weir, who's on loan. Ben Garrity and Ethan Chislett are probably the three I would definitely say are League One quality. You could make an argument, I suppose, for James Wilson and Gavin Massey. But other than that, I think it's a League Two squad. Yeah. Personally. You you just wonder whether... I mean, obviously, you know, you don't know how long he'll be there for Darren Moore. You, you know, you'd like to think that he's aware of the challenge he's got. And at the end of the day, for, for some people, a job's a job in football mm. manager, isn't it? You know, you, at least your name's out there if, you, if you're managing a club. But you, you do wonder why why why, uh, why, it, yeah. why he took it. What, what has he seen in there that's got any sort of ambition? Yeah, well, I, I can't. Like, obviously, that losing our blaster and divine in january was a massive blow to them um, yeah. because it was a, it was weird for port bow wasn't it because they got smacked on the first day of the season and then they hit this really good run of form miraculously and then they had about 10 games didn't they where they were like oh they're not a bad little team and then they've just been poor yeah. i uh you, you if you were derby you really couldn't ask for a better game to sort no. your season out i don't 100%. think so that, that i you know i we say it's been a while since they smacked a team other than Exeter. This is going to be a 3 0 one. If you know, I think 3 0. I think it, 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 it does have the potential to be a cricket scoreline for Derby if they get it right. It's just if yeah. they get it right. Yeah, yeah. I, I've gone for 2 0 Derby um, just purely because I think that's what Derby do. I don't think they look <laughs> to smash teams. When, at the, as tight as the league is, goal difference is going to be worth an extra point. Yeah. Um, I completely get that, yeah. Right, so we're going to take a quick break now, and then we'll come back to our next two games. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. And welcome back to the preview show here on the Lower League Look channel. So uh, before the break, we spoke about Derby versus Port Vale. And now we're going uh, to Carlisle versus Reading. Callum. Yeah, it's an interesting one, this one. Carlisle... (laughs) One win in nine games, and I now don't like them for winning on a week that I um, that I predicted them not to. Um, but they are de- they're, they're they're destined for League Two. I think for them it's all about trying to gain a little bit of respect. I think yeah. um, they've only kept a clean sheet in six percent of games, which is is <laughs> shocking. Yeah, um, and they continually underperform their XG, which. You know, obviously, some sides have to underperform XG, but if you're always doing it, it's not great, is it? Reading, 
their you know their recent good form's been you know slightly halted in in recent weeks. It's not been great for them, and obviously they've got that. Was it a few? Was it earlier this week or last week? They had uh, an extra points deduction. I can't. Yeah, remember. they got another two, which uh, you know never great, and obviously that pushes them from well, I think they would have been sixteenth down to to twentieth. Hmm. So they do need a good win to to you know put that distance again between them. But uh, games with Reading, this is my uh, my favourite fact of the uh, of the of the, the pod. Uh, tend to have a lot of goals. Um, yes. They have a, a, a an average goal a game of nearly three. So if you're betting on your over two point five goals a game, obviously bet responsibly. But uh, Reading <laughs> will probably be uh, Reading will probably be a safe bet. Um, mm. But Reading's away form isn't great. They've lost over half of their. Uh, away games, fifty nine point six percent of their uh, away games they've lost. So this could it could be a lot tighter than a lot of people are expecting. But you'd imagine a club with I'm not going to say the swagger of Reading, but going mm. to Carlisle, it, it is it's one of them that you know you look on paper five years ago if you'd have said that this would have been well even you know ten years ago when Reading were in the Prem. Was it ten years ago? Reading were in the prem. So around then, yeah. Around then. If you'd have said that it would have been a, a League One game ten years ago, you'd have gone, "What the fuck yeah. has gone wrong?" So, yeah, I I can see Reading trying to play their football, get the ball on the ground, and and try and pass around them, the training match style. Whether that pays off for them. Uh, you, you could get caught out, and you know we could be seeing the greatest of great escapes starting from Carlisle. But if, I wouldn't, I wouldn't if, put money on it. <laughs> if, if Paul Simpson somehow keeps them up, then <laughs> uh, build him a statue in the middle of the centre circle and just have yeah. it all season. So there's more than that. I can name the ground after him <laughs> straight away. <laughs> right. So no, I, 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 I can see it not getting ugly. I, you know, I don't think it'll be a humiliating defeat for Carlisle United. And obviously, I do quite like the fact that they won a game, as much as I hate them for it, that I didn't predict. <laughs> I, 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 uh, but I can see Reading probably having the better of the two sides here. I don't know about you. Yeah, I, I've got, I've gone for a two-one Reading. I just think Reading have got that bit of quality that Carlisle don't have, especially in the final third. Like you've got Femi Aziz, you've got Sam Smith, you've got Harvey Nibs, um, you've got some geezer's name called Kevin, who I can't pronounce his last name. I'm not even gonna try. Um, you've got Charlie Savage, you've got you've got Lewis Wing, who scored that Beckham esque goal last weekend. Um Red, Red Reading do have quality and their owner just needs to fuck off, quite frankly. <laughs> um it's ruining a really reputable football club. Um, obviously, they had a they had a really big last weekend. I'm pretty sure they sold out for their game against Shrewsbury as well, and they watched Shrewsbury score three three goals. Um, so so yeah, it's. Uh... I mean, I'm I'm loving my form table at the minute. Um, if you look at the last last four home games, Carlisle bottom of the form table. Um, but if you look at the last four away games, Reading is 16th. Can you tell? I found a new favourite stats website this week. Um, but if you look at the overall form table, another form table stat. Another form table. Uh, Reading are in seventh versus yeah. Carlisle United's twenty third. So yeah, I, massive I, three points for them. That well, it's better than Port Vale's two. Yeah. Uh, so you know, look at it both ways. Uh, I'll probably go with a. a, a Two 0 Reading win. Two nil. I, I imagine. Yeah. I've, ju- I've just realised. I said it was Lewis Wing that scored the Beckham esque goal. I've done Shrewsbury a massive disservice. It was actually them, wasn't it, that scored that Beckham esque oh, corner look goal. Look at you taking away any credit to Shrewsbury. Yeah, I know. I uh, what I've very, got it's say, very unlike you, isn't it? I know. <laughs> I've got something very positive to say about Shrewsbury. I saw a demographic of one of the best places to live in the country, and Shrewsbury were in the top three. So there is your positive Shrewsbury news your, for the week. Can we please make that a regular feature? <laughs> Sam says something good about Shrewsbury to win back his reputation. <laughs> we should do well, that. <laughs> we're going to have a little segment now. Someone needs to create a graphic. And can it's we have called... a jingle? 
Yeah, we need, <laughs> uh, we need one for Burton for you as well. Look, I, I, I'm, I'm on a character. Nice beer. <laughs> there you go. That's that's yeah, the only thing. That's the only positive I'm saying. Um, we both said two, something positive. Square is nice. There you go. There we go. Every, we, we've made the people of Shrewsbury and Burton happy this week. Um, the reverse fixture, Reading won 5 1 earlier in the season, if that's anything to go by as well. So, But to be fair, though, like I said, anyone can probably do that on their day. <laughs> it can be a lot of, you know, I'm pretty sure some Sunday league teams, if they wanted to, at points this season. Could be Carlisle five one, not our one. No, maybe not. But <laughs> I, I'm, you know, some teams could. So again, definitely not my one because uh, I, I haven't played football in in gosh knows how long. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it could get could get nasty. But we'll go with the two now. Yeah, that that could be. I think that'll be the day we finally get rid of Carlisle because they're doomed, and it could be a big win for Reading just in the grand scheme of. It trying to get a feel good back around. It could work a bit like Everton's point deduction because obviously Everton got ten, then won like four in a row, got rid of the point deduction extremely quickly, and then haven't won in nine. So, yeah. maybe it's a blessing in disguise. In disguise, take away two points, but that inspires them to get maybe yeah. six more than they would have done. Yeah, sometimes it just galvanizes the whole club. And to be fair, Reading's form since the turn of the year has been pretty good. Uh, well, since yeah. November actually has been pretty good. So. I think they've only lost a total of four since November. So they're, they're not, not a team. A bad that, side, they? No, they're not. They're not a bad. On their day, they are a very good team. But there's just because they're so young, and they get in if they get an injury, then that play that experienced player like Sam Smith comes out, they haven't got someone who's the same sort of ability just to slot into the team. And that's all because of one man who needs to swiftly fuck off, quite frankly. <laughs> It's valid. Yeah, it's a very valid statement. Yeah. So if Mike Ashley wants to drop his helicopter in the Reading Stadium and buy the football club, please do. I, I can't believe we're in a situation where we want Mike Ashley to own a football club. I know. Club. But at least at least the players and the hardworking staff, like the people in the ticket office, into. literally the media staff, the people that people forget about, like the media staff, the ticketing people. Yeah. It's their jobs, isn't it? So. Yeah. It's, their, it's people's houses and mortgages and how i just can't understand how a human being can do that and feel like he's achieving something with his life but he probably doesn't care he's probably in china somewhere yeah it's one of them a lot of the you know all he cares about when he looks at the when he looks at the the spreadsheet is whether it's in black or whether it's in red yeah, you know, and sometimes you know, and it, it tends to be you know at this level of football, a lot of time it's in the red. No, and if, yeah, and some people, you know, you look at it at a human level. Understandably, if he only sees red, if he sees that he's losing money, he panics. Which you know, yeah. at a human level, you can kind of understand. But then you have to add in the human element of, well, you're fucking over other people. Yeah, you have to consider that, and then there becomes no excuse. So. Don't think I'm trying to at all justify what he's doing to that club. I think it's abhorrent. But yeah, they've had um, a couple of dodgy owners in a row now, haven't they? As well, and their current owner has a reputation of making clubs go bankrupt. So um... it's one of them. You, you you find you get one bad owner, and then you you panic and get another one in, and then it turns out better yeah. the devil you know than the devil you don't. I suppose sometimes, yeah. but you know, I I well, well, well let's hope that Reading sort themselves out. Yeah. Uh, and I think a big part of that will be keeping them in or staying in League One. It just makes them a bit more of an attractive proposition to anyone 100%. looking to buy them. So, 100%. Um, looking to a club who has got better fortunes in Portsmouth. They play Oxford United this weekend. Um, Portsmouth are currently unbeaten in eight. Uh, while they're away form, they don't smash anyone. They win by the odd goal. It's at home where they are like Dominant. a tiger. They maul people. Um, they've got the second best home record in the league with 11 wins, four draws and two losses. They've got the fifth most goals in the league. They've got the joint best defence in the league in terms of goals conceded per match. They have the highest average possession, the second highest XG and the second most touches in the opposition box. And when you've got strikers like Colby Bishop, Paddy Lane, Callum Lang all around the box, you're going to score goals. Um 
and obviously the signing of Lee Evans to bolster their experience, um, to get them over the line and win, obviously winning promotion with Ipswich last season can only be a good thing. Even just in the dressing room, if he doesn't play, a dressing room player sometimes is all you need. Um, that promotion head on him uh, can only be a good thing because I don't think many of them players in that Portsmouth squad have actually had a promotion to their name. Um, so it's just that level-headedness that Lee Evans brings. And I'm pretty sure he got out of the league with Wigan as well. So he's got a couple of promotions from this level. Um, and on his day is a, a very, very good midfielder, to be honest. A very good passer of the, of the ball. Um, and is a more than valiant replacement for uh, Joe Morrell, really. A lot of the time at this level, it's about the consistency of your scorers. If you can have that, you know... Yeah. Use Lincoln as an example. We really struggled when we didn't have the presence of Ben House up top, mm-hmm. and it's kind of the same thing for, for Portsmouth, isn't it? Well, for any team that if you have that consistency of 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 striker who knows how to put the ball in the back of the net, you know, like we've seen with, with Bishop and, and Paddy Lane, uh, and to an extent Callum Lang as well, since he's come in, you know, he's been a solid performer for them. It's that not. It, it's almost like that inevitability. We talk about the arrogance sometimes of of Derby that that um, that that Derby should have had. And you know, we say they win by the odd goal away, but sometimes that's what they set out to do. Yeah. I remember you, you said that you were not blown away by their performances or something away from home. Obviously, mm. I know it's a little bit irrelevant considering they they are at home. But it's that it's that inevitability knowing that you know we have the quality at home or away to find that breakthrough. And I think that's what, I hate to say it, but um, might win them the league this year, finally. Yeah, and I think we're at that point in the season with 11 games for them left. Performances don't matter now. At the start of the season, I always believe that performances mean more than results, just purely because your results will catch up with you. Um, Where we're now at the point in the season where they've already had the really good performances to get them into this position. And they've got the stats to back that up. Yeah, It's just about winning. It doesn't matter how, if it hits somebody's arse and they win 1-0 through that with 0.4 XG or whatever it is to somebody's three, it doesn't matter. The three, points, about the three points. Yeah. Three points at three points at this point in the season. And three points is what Oxford United desperately need. Um, two wins in 10 um, for Oxford, um, who sit eighth in the away form with eight wins, yeah. three draws and six losses. And I went to the game last week at Oxford and I'm, I don't think I've ever seen a team with the amount of quality, especially in the middle of the pitch that Oxford have, that are so in disarray, absolute yeah. disarray. Um, they're 11th in XG, they're mid-table for clean sheets, they're average ninth in possession, but a lot of their possession doesn't seem to really go anywhere. And when you've got a, a, a player like Cameron Brannigan in your team, if you mark him out of the game... It's very difficult for Oxford to get a foothold. And the form of Greg Lear at fullback has been a big, big worry because he was a big part of how successful Oxford were in the start of the season. He obviously then got quite a big injury. He's he's not come back the same player. Um, and I think another thing about Oxford, they're the second best in terms of yellow cards. And for me... That's not a good thing. No, they don't break up the game enough. Like if teams are hitting on the break, they let you run past them. You need to be a bit more nasty, I think, to actually be near the top of the league. It's not be nasty in the sense of, oh, just snap everyone and get silly red cards. But you need to have that more game management side to your game, which I don't think Oxford really have. And I think that that stems a little bit from the manager as well, not being that experienced. And I remember when I can use us as an example, because I've seen it when Wellens come in, our game management under him is exceptional because he was like that as a player. Mm. He has that little bit of nous in him they're really yeah. coasting off their early season form 100%. yeah and 100%. you look at the form i mean and guess what another form table stat. <laughs> um, we're going to be sponsored by one of these form tables yes, one week very soon um but then you know last 12 games they're 18th i think yeah how can you expect to you know if over a 12-game period at any point in the season, you're 18th in the form yeah. table, that, you know, that's over a quarter of your season and you're 18th. 
Yeah. How can you at all expect to maintain a, a promotion push on that? It's beyond me, I think. But... Yeah, they've also overachieved their XG by the most in the league. They've overachieved it by 15.6. So that's obviously not sustainable either. Um, in terms of their goals conceded, they, um, they've got minus 6.2 on that. So they're not doing too badly on that. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that I'm happy we ended up with Scabala, but considering <laughs> when the odds were suspended, everyone thought it was going to be Des Buckingham, and to <laughs> see what, you know, you compare what's happened at Lincoln City and Oxford United, they've both got new managers at, at roughly the same points of the season. Well, it was it was pretty much exactly the same <laughs> point, and you know, okay, Oxford United are ahead of of Lincoln City in the table still. But you just look at the atmosphere around both clubs, the the way that both teams are playing. You'd definitely rather be in in Lincoln City shoes. Hundred oh, percent. But, but this is this is interesting. You you know, which of them of them say it's them five teams? Well, six teams from Peterborough through to Lincoln City. Mm-hmm. Which of those teams would you rather be? I think out of us, I think you'd rather be us or Orion Lincoln. Yeah. Or I think you'd rather be Orient or Lincoln. There's no pressure on you at all. You'd rather be chasing, wouldn't you? You'd rather yeah. be chasing and knowing that if you fail, there's not really any it's consequence. Not. And there's no real... The thing is, with the clubs that are other than Stevenage, the teams in the playoffs and in and around, so Oxford and uh, Blackpool, there's the expectation of you to finish mm. in the top six, where Stevenage, Orient and Lincoln... There's no expectation on us to do. I still think I still think that. there's some expectation around Stevenage. Now I think there is because the way that Steve Evans has spoken this whole year is that we're going to play this way mm. regardless because we know it gets a result. And I don't care if you're bored to death. I don't care if you hate the way we do it. We're going to win a football game. Mm. And if that all of a sudden doesn't win them a football game and gets them to where Steve Evans expects that style of football to, he's going to look like a right plonker more than he already does half the time. So, and I still think there's some expectation. There's more expectation definitely on Stevenage now than Orient and City. 100%. So, anyway, that's the game at hand, Oxford versus Portsmouth. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I've got 2-0 to Portsmouth in this game. I just think Portsmouth are very, very strong at home. Oxford, I just think are a bit passive, to be honest. I, I, I might regret this, but I'm going to go for a 4-1. If that happens, then I'll buy you a dairy milk bar. I, I, can I have, the, have you seen the, they've got a cream egg one now? No, I've not seen that. I'll get you a cream egg dairy meal. I, I, I'll just, I, I went to 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 uh, unnamed supermarket here. Please, <laughs> please sponsor us, BNL. Uh, <laughs> subtle. Uh, I thought, yeah, they had. You know, obviously they do mini egg ones, but they do cream egg dairy milk bars now. So there you go. Yeah. You can have one of them. If four one happens, you can have one. I'll buy you one of Guess them. It. I guess you know I, I've never wanted Portsmouth to win. <laughs> never wanted it this much. <laughs> right, so now we're on to the qu- the quick fire, remaining eight Skybet League One matches. Um, I'll, I'll refrain so, from form table. No form tables. I have, no form I, I, have a, I have two sentences here that I'm going to read out, and you can make <laughs> your decision if you have not already on the teams. So we've got Bolton Wanderers versus Cambridge United. Bolton two defeats in a row. Um, Bolton won the reverse fixture 2-1 uh, Bolton sit third in terms of home form and Cambridge United sit 20th in away form and have lost four of their last five away and still don't have a manager 2-0 yeah that's what I've gone for so that's the oh, same that's good say. Um, the next one is Cheltenham Town versus Burton Albion which was very very close to being included in the four games um, but we, I, I'm pretty sure we covered Cheltenham last week so we left them out uh burton are currently 16th in away form cheltenham 20th for home form it's the first time they've actually played each other this season they play each other again in april um and in terms of uh the relegation scrap this game i think means more to cheltenham than it does burton um cheltenham have one game in i believe one game in hand over burton um and i just think this is absolutely massive cheltenham have one hat stay up and i've backed cheltenham to stay up all season long since Daryl Clark come in, 
they need to win, but I have put a 1-1 draw. Without referring to specific form table, <laughs> Cheltenham, are very, Cheltenham are very good at home. So mm. I'm going to go with a 2-0. 2-0, okie dokie. I, I hope that does happen. I really hope that yeah. happens. Without referring to any form table guys <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> The next one is Fleetwood Town versus Wigan Athletic. The Fleetwood bubble is well and truly burst, even after an impressive comeback against uh, Port Vale in the week. They have no win in five. Uh, the previous fixture, Wigan won 3-0. Fleetwood have the worst home form in the league, but Wigan's away form ain't up to much either of sitting 21st in the form table away from home. But they are unbeaten in their last three away from home. This is such a boring game. Uh... <laughs> So I'm really just, this is one of them games that at this point in the season, who cares? Yeah. Fleetwood are getting relegated. We're going to do nothing for the rest of the season. 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One, one. Everyone's have happy. A, have a pint. Have a plat, plate of chips and go home. One, one. Yeah. I wonder if the fish and chips is any good in Fleetwood. It is by the seaside. It bloody best be. You don't yeah. <laughs> um, well, that's, what this, that's what this game is for. It's for a... <laughs> Fish and chips. What have you it's, gone for for this one? Uh, in terms, oh, I didn't actually say that. I went for one nil to Wigan. Yeah, it's just, it's just such a boring. Just needless. Game. Just yeah, we'll, we'll swiftly get that one out of the way. Just who cares? <laughs> <laughs> um, the next one is Leighton Orient versus Bristol Rovers. Um, Orient, as we said, are the most informed team this uh, year in League One, and um, the five points off the playoffs. But our squad is heavily, heavily limited at the moment. Um, and we did sign a centre-half this week. I don't particularly want to get into that discussion because of his history and the controversy around it. Um, but he has banned for six games still. Uh, Bristol Rovers have two wins in five. Um, and I, I think preparing for next season with an overhaul in their recruitment and structure um, in the week with George Friend going into the director of football role. Um, I have gone for a 2-1 Orient win just because I think we've got more to play for than Bristol Rovers. I'm hearing um, I'm hearing some excuses hit the uh, hit the table. <laughs> so, uh, do you know what? Bristol Rovers are one of them teams, right? That just exist. Uh, <laughs> Poor Bristol Rovers. Occasionally, they just do something. Most weeks, they do nothing. But occasionally, they do something, and you're just like, "Why do you exist?" <laughs> Like when you know, not when when it doesn't happen to you, just like okay, solid trip out. We beat Bristol Rovers, grand. But occasionally they're just there and they're just like, do you know what? We're gonna be a pain in your ass. Mm. Um, I can see that happening this week. I don't know why. I can see it happening. It's got nothing to do with form tables because I'm not even looking. At it. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna go one nil Bristol Rovers. Interesting. I don't, I don't know why. Not a bad it, prediction. And it's it's, it's not. not tainted at all by my bias that I really want Lincoln City to go above later <laughs> the results this weekend. Uh, <laughs> well, when we, we played Bristol Rovers earlier in the season, it it was one nil until like the ninety fifth minute when we scored. And they're not they're very good at breaking up play and stuff like that. Um, and Matt Taylor is I think Matt Taylor is a very very good manager at this level. Um, they're just annoying. They are annoying. And uh, I, I, I really I, I, like I, their kit. I don't mean that. I, yeah, and I don't mean that in an offensive way, by the way, Bristol Rovers. Although you'll probably take it in that way, and sure. Um, but yeah, it's they're annoying, and it's going to be an annoying one now. Okay. Okay. Um, um, the next one is Northampton Town versus Charlton, and Northampton have one defeat in their last five at home. They are mid-table in terms of home form. Charlton are eighteenth away from home with two only the two wins away. Eight draws and seven losses. Um, and they are unbeaten in their last four away with three draws and a win. And obviously coming off the back of a very, very impressive win against Derby County. I don't know. It's Northampton Town will win 2 1. Oh, I've no, gone for the reverse. No, actually, no, no, actually, it's Charlton, isn't it? 3 1. Not 3 1 Charlton. 3 1 Charlton. Okay. I've gone for yeah, 2 1 Charlton in there. my mind there. Yes. So, yeah. That means. <laughs> That means that Northampton are now going to win 2-1 and you're going to look like a clown. Oh, they are. Um, yeah, and I'm going to look stupid. 
Uh, right, at next... least get like so. If that happens, I get half a point, right? Solid. Uh, no, good idea. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the next one is Posh versus Exeter City. Uh, eight wins, four draws, and three uh, defeats for Peterborough at home. Um, they've now got one win in their last five after four successive league defeats. Has put them, you could say, back in the hunt for the top two. No. Um, no? Okay. Uh, <laughs> poor um, Exeter are 12th in away form. Uh, no winning three away. They don't like drawing. They've got six wins, one draw and ten losses. And are the league's joint lowest scorers along with Shrewsbury Town. Yeah, it's it's going to be another. Yeah, Peterborough will win this 2-0. And they'll, they'll just go home and have a pint and Exeter fans will wonder why they spent so much money on the petrol. <laughs> or the train ticket in this country. Or, well, yeah, probably, yeah. Is that, how do you get to Peterborough via Exeter? There's not a direct train. You have to go into London. Probably get an air, go, fly to Gatwick or something. Or you'd have to, you'd have to go to Exeter to London and then London to Peterborough, I'd imagine. Yeah, I, was, I, couldn't, I can't imagine many fans. And whoever goes, fair Such play. Every, any game man. that Exeter fans go is a contract <laughs> for them, so fair play to them. Um, I'd save you money, though, this week, people. Yeah, what I'd have re- you gone for for this one? I have gone four, two, three nil to Peterborough. So we've got two and three nil, which means Exeter are now going to win. Yep. Which is brilliant for me and you. Yeah. Go on, Exeter. Come on, Exeter. Always been Give a us big all fan. the favour. The next one is Shrewsbury Town versus Blackpool. And I'm praying that Shrewsbury win this weekend. Um, Shrewsbury actually have seven wins at home. Uh, and Blackpool's away form is uh, far from average. And uh, the second half they had on Tuesday was one of the worst I've seen from any team coming to our place this season. Um, Midfield-wise, their passing was really poor. De- defensively, they're pretty solid, but they created absolutely nothing going forward. Um, yeah, it was it was our commentator, well, Radio Links. Uh, the commentator said Shrewsbury Town were the worst side that Lincoln had played all season. They were they were really bad. Uh, I think we all got a bit carried away with their win in in midweek. 100%. Yeah, uh, was it? Yeah, midweek. Well, it was, no, it was last weekend. Sorry. Last weekend, yeah. Uh, I think we all got a little bit carried away, and. Um, I think they'll struggle. I, I really think they'll struggle. I think Blackpool will probably edge this 2-1. Oh, yeah, you've gone for a Shrewsbury one. goal. Yeah, well, the rare things happen, you know. <laughs> I've gone for a 1-0 Blackpool win. Three. I've gone for a 1-0 Blackpool win, but we can all pray. Shrewsbury Town, please. I, I'm praying Port to Love, like... Orient and Lincoln. Yeah, I, I, I'll put you five under the uh, doormat. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure that'll convince you to score a goal. <laughs> the final game of our uh, preview will be Wickham Wanderers versus Barnsley. Wickham have two wins from five at home. Barnsley have the third best away from in the league and only one defeat away from home. Um, they've got one defeat since December the 23rd at Barnsley. Um, but Devante Cole, only one goal in seven. Uh, but Adam Phillips has really, really stepped up to the the plate with four goals in his last four games i believe it is it's three or four games and uh it uh, I w- it's a it's a difficult game to call this because wickham are playing for starting places at wembley and barnsley are fighting to get into the top two so i've gone for a 2-1 barnsley win just because i think barnsley can do it more consistently than wickham so w- wickham don't have the best of records you know in the, in the last month they've played um they've played I think it's three out of the top six they've played um stevenage and lost one nil away they've played bolton and lost two one away then they played peterborough uh, and won five two at home so this fixture i don't know with wickham at home they win five two against peterborough there's no you know there's no reason they can't do it against barnsley so mm. you know why why not it would be a very barnsley thing to lose to wickham so let's go with a let's go with a a two nil to Wickham. Why not? I am washed. There we go. So to quickly <laughs> so to quickly summarise before we wrap this show up, uh, Bolton versus Cambridge. I've got we've got two two nils. Uh, Carlisle versus Reading. We've both gone for a Reading win. Cheltenham versus Burton. I've got a draw. Callum has a Cheltenham win. 
Derby versus Port Vale, we've both got Derby wins. Fleetwood versus Wigan, I've got a Wigan win. Callum's got a draw. Orient versus Bristol Rovers, I've got an Orient win. Callum has a Bristol Rovers win. Lincoln versus Stevenage, um, I have a draw. Callum has a Stevenage win. Northampton versus Charlton, we've both got Charlton wins. Posh Exeter, we've both got Posh wins. Pompey versus Oxford, we've both got Pompey to win. Shrewsbury Blackpool, we've both got Blackpool to win. And Wickham Barnsley, I have a Barnsley win. And Callum has a Wickham win. Interesting so, round of fixtures. Yes. Yeah, so in terms of the prediction, I am currently sitting on 21 points and you, unfortunately, Mr. Callum, are sitting on 11. Um, so you'll be hoping to make up some ground this week. Which isn't going to happen. I, I, I do it. You know, you've got to do that for engagement, haven't you? Just predict <laughs> a stupid scoreline, get people to get angry at it, and then you... We make enough people. fans angry as it is without doing that. So why not do it more? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you have enjoyed, um, please give us a five-star rating on your chosen uh, platform. Send us in your questions, and we'll put them at the start of our pod for, for next week. Uh, make sure you listen to the review show with Seb and Jamie on Monday. And we hope everyone has a, a good weekend, whatever you're up to. Thank you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.